Hello again and welcome to another episode of Top Drawer Podcast. It's an international break week, so we were we were concerned. We didn't know what what kind of A plus content to bring you mm-hmm. without United and Liverpool leaking in all the goals. But luckily, the football gods provide, and especially in the the Premier League and in England, we have headlines galore. So we're gonna get into all those. Juicy front page and back page uh, headlines we saw. We're going to run down through all of it. Um, so we got a lot. We got a lot in the hopper. Yeah, let me uh, just hit you guys with this. If you guys like the podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, at Top Drawer Podcast or Top Drawer at Facebook, at Top Drawer Pod and Twitter. And uh, if you guys are hating us or loving us, either way, you can let us know by uh, emailing us at topdrawerpod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of things to talk about this week. Thankfully, the first thing I want to talk about is the international break. Is it's garbage. En- it's ending. Well, it's ending, be- and thankfully, because it is, in fact, garbage. Correct. And and just a quick rider, like a legal disclaimer, mm. or an addition to it, if you will, that it's even more garbage to be doing these international friendlies and the Nations League during a global pandemic. That's correct. As you see... Jordan Shakiri shows up to Switzerland, positive. Turns mm-hmm. out it was antibodies from a previous infection, they believe, so yeah. he's good. They believe, sure that Diego was. Diego Jata, mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo, in true Cristiano Ronaldo fashion, which full ups to him, the man is positive for coronavirus, and just like he is, true to himself, doesn't pass to any of his teammates. You got You love to see Correct. it. Bruno Fernandez is now on like a 15-game quarantine or some god-awful reason. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing like losing your best player there when you just leaked in six goals. But anyways. And especially, you got to look at it like Champions League and Europa is coming up. Mm -hmm. What would you rather, as a footballing entity, as the football world, and we know how FIFA is, I mean... Other than the Olympics, the IOC commission, who is more corrupt than FIFA? I don't know if there I is mean, something. like Kazakhstan or something. I, I mean, don't I, even know. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't, so. Probably not. So it's tough to tell them, no, you can't play all of these friendlies, blah, blah, blah. Well, and this is the thing with the international break. So first thing, let's just check the easiest one off the box. Friendlies? You're warming up. Oh, we got to have cohesion in the squad. These guys, first thing, have been playing for the last two to three weeks before the first international break. There's like a month worth of football before that. Okay, well, they don't play with the national team. They're professional footballers. I think they'll get it together. And what does a week with Garrett Southgate's yeah. Southgate's seven-piece suit, like how much like yeah. gelling does that get you? You know and what so I mean? so that's clearly garbage, especially with the pandemic, but even outside of that. Speaking of which, this is just a quick one. Yeah. Um, three right-backs in a lineup the other day is what Garrett Southgate rolled out. And I'm positive. For his back three, or did he have one at a wing? No, he had Kyle Walker at a center back. And, oh, and also, man, we talk about the best out of his right backs he could put at center back. Is, is he in love with Mason Mount? Yes. Garrett no? Southgate? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, moving on. Is he in love with Frank Lampard, who is in love with Mason Mount? So friendly is completely garbage and a waste of time to begin with. Agreed. Not not uh, accounting for the pandemic, and then the nations. Yeah, the 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 nations the league. The UEFA Nations League is what is it? It's like we we're, we we want a World Cup, 
but we don't want any of the South Americans and U.S. Maybe oh, like oh, like the Euros. Yeah, kind of like that, but but, but that, that that doesn't mean anything. But like not. Nah. Yeah, oh, but okay. that doesn't have any clout or mean anything. So, it, you know, and, and that's part of that's part of what we wanted to get into because when we were looking for things to talk about this week, um, mainly this past weekend, you know, you're, you're sitting on your couch like, what do now? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to watch Kazakhstan and whoever the hell they no. played. Um, and so we put it out there on Twitter. We said, what do you guys want to hear? What do you want to hear? Mm-hmm. And so some of the stuff, the guys at Benchwarmers FC, you know, they, they shouted out Arsene Wenger. He had some ideas. He's got he some, ideas. some ideas this and week. And let me tell you, some of them aren't bad. And some of them are downright terrible. But this Correct. is coming from a guy. This is coming from me criticizing a man and I'm going to continue as Correct. we get into this. This isn't deterring me, but I'm going to criticize a man who's forgotten more about the game than I'll ever know. But the one thing that's bang on that he said was, we got to get rid of this UEFA Nations League. If Correct. you walk down the street and ask someone in London, what is the UEFA Nations League? He, he was positive, and I back him that that random person would not know how. No. In fact, I don't even think it was a random person. I think he said if we found an English football fan and asked yeah. them, they would not know how to describe it. And it's no. the truth. I don't know. I just read. I read up on a bunch of it today, and I don't know that I could describe it's it just, outside of it. The Euros and it means less than the Euros. It's structured friendlies, is all. Yeah, it's structured friendlies, and so agreed. Got to go. It's just Gotta a way for the UEFA to get more television dollars into them. Which I mean, I mean, we live in a capitalist world, so I guess more. More applause yeah, to him got, or yeah, whatever, like, but yeah, whatever. You know, keep squeezing that stone. Yes. But so so get into it. So what what kind of ideas is are so? Team? I'm going to start with the uh, easy ones to figure out. Some okay. of them get a little complicated here. Um, one that I love is in swinging corners. If it drifts out of play and then comes back into play, it is still a valid ball, right? If it goes into touch and then comes out of touch. And it's still in the air, doesn't hit the ground, doesn't hit anything. It's still in play. And it's good to be headed in, kicked in, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. I have thoughts, but, but go All through. right, and then we have a, a quick uh, free kick to yourself. A quick free kick to yourself. The idea that stop somebody follows you, stop the ball, kick it to yourself, and you continue to roll. Just like you do at the new kickoff uh, at the start of a game today. You can just kind of roll the ball off. Yep. Okay. And then we start getting into little complicated ones. Offside. In, right now, the rule is if any part of your body, a scoring part of your body, is in line or offside with the last defender, you are offside. This would turn this on the, on its head, where if any part of your scoring body is still in line or so it's, behind the line. So if you're trailing so it's hockey, foot. It's hockey. Yes, exactly. And they quote field hockey in this Sky Sports, sports piece because they don't know normal hockey, apparently. Um, and then it gets into this is... This was blowing my mind trying to figure out. So in the quote from the Le Cupique, whatever that uh, French magazine, however you pronounce that nonsense, where he gives this interview, a throw-in in the last five minutes of the game can be turned into an advantage by the referee. But he even acknowledges the issue is there's 10 outfield players on the opposing side and nine outfield players on the uh, uh, attacking side. Now, the issue is he stops there in detail because I'm a which what you are left to believe is that that 10th player who's off 
is off the field going to, I don't know, retrieve no. the ball that no. was thrown into touch. So, so let's start here. because And this is good. This is good because from what I'm getting is the ones you like and don't like are the absolute That's inverse. about the only one I don't like because I don't get it. They're absolutely about the inverse about what I... And I won't say I like or endorse any of these, but the ones that I'm like, okay, tell me more on. So starting with that, with the out-of-bounds throwing at the end of the game. So that was the first one that I read, and I was like, this is ridiculous. It's like baseball starting in extra innings with like a runner on second. Yeah, Like it's taking away from the game. But you start reading into what he's saying, and he's it's all data-driven, right? So studies show that it's like 8, eight out of 10, out of 10 times yeah. you're going to lose possession. So on a throw in in this and so time the, in the, the game. The count is the reason you have nine is because you are the tenth outfield player and you're throwing the ball in. Correct. So you can't okay. play it, right? So you're automatically it's like in see, American football, right? You have eleven players on the field right. and the defense has eleven. And unless you have a mobile quarterback on a running play, the defense man. is always up one because of the quarterback. But what's what's I think the most confusing part to me is so where'd the ball go? So if you're uh, the way advantage is played it's is not, continuous. Nope. Forget about advantage. It's out of bounds. It is a throw in. It is touch, a typical right. throw in. And we're going to change but it to at a this free point, kick. You no, you can just kick it in like you would throw it in because the idea is I can't throw it 30 yards Correct. into the attacking half. If I'm hemmed in near my corner. So I'm already at a disadvantage where the ball is deep in my half. I'm down an outfield player, and even if we start to break, there's so much ground that I then need to make up before I'm in an attacking sense mm-hmm. to create danger. So what they're saying is, if I can play it, if I A can kick the ball, ball. Yeah. so I can't say that I'm for it or I love it, but that one I was like, well, it makes sense, right? You looked at the information, you know, it's kind of, I, I saw a sports science thing years ago about corners. <clears throat> And it was, they cited what Barcelona did. Um, the short corner? On, with Enrique. And they thought, look, mm-hmm. get the ball to your best player. Mm-hmm. Don't just, you know, blandly throw it into this mashed potato field of heads. Right. Get it to Messi. Right. Why would you not? And you also don't want Messi taking the corner because then when it kicks out, he's not in a pos- an advantageous And so this is kind of the same thing. You're looking at the numbers and you realize just throwing. And to be fair, everyone laughed at Liverpool when they brought in a throwing coach. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the stats in front of me, but I was listening to one of one of the Liverpool-centric podcasts. And they talked about like goals created from throw-in situations, mm-hmm. uh, retention rate from throw-in situations. Yeah compared to what it was prior to this coach. And it's part of the game, right? So why wouldn't you pay attention and do things like that? And so from from an application standpoint, from the sports side of it, well, it's, I think it's worth hearing out. No, I totally agree. And he talks about, and, and the couple articles I was reading today and yesterday um, about this specific topic, because I was trying to comprehend it, he brings up about how, uh, about three or four years into coaching Arsenal, back when they were still Highbury, uh, they changed the FA changed the rules about how defenders can now be play the ball from their goalkeeper within the 18 yard right, box. Right. They still had to be within like 
or outside 5.5 meters or whatever it is yeah. now. Yep. But they allowed them to come into the 18-yard box to play because they saw the game change. Or right. It was almost preemptive. And Ar- and Arsene Wenger says he's like, I didn't see that coming as a coach. I didn't figure they were. Go- I didn't. Right. Tell my players we need to get closer and closer to the to the goalkeeper. In fact, it was the complete opposite. So it's interesting that that now he's he's seeing that. And maybe that accounts I, for eighty years of being but, in football management. But he really is the father of modern yeah. English soccer. He yeah. really was. I mean, he, so he paved the way for you know it was always going to happen, but he was the one that did it. And so you have the Peps, you have excuse me, you have Klopp. Mm-hmm. You have Nuno. I mean, you have Eddie Howe, right? Eddie Howe doesn't exist without Arsene Wenger. Correct. Right? Pep and Jurgen would happen from there. Eddie Howe doesn't happen mm-hmm. without Arsene because you don't you don't grow up seeing that. You don't grow up playing that. And, and as so, much as, as we're, we're we're not fans of Arsenal, but and, and even I mean we can make fun of Arsene Wenger, but I'll make fun of Arsenal more than than him about not winning trophies and not and yada yada, whatever. But but there's no there's no talking down the football mind that Arsene Wenger has. And yeah. so if he is he's coming up with these rules, maybe not all of them are good, maybe none of them are good. Worth but he's it's worth hearing out. So what was this what was the second to last one? This was uh, the So uh, the offside one, which I find fascinating. I'm not certain I agree with it, but the idea of changing it from any scoring body part uh that is in line or past beyond the final defender is offside, changing that to the last scoring portion of your body yeah. that is in line or behind the last so, defender is I onside. think about it like this. If you say, well, well, that, you know, if you have your one foot, your plant foot as you're continuing mm-hmm. a sprint is in line with me and the rest of your, I mean. You're just faster than me. Okay, right? well. Why is that? But, but the defense is going to adapt, right? So if mm-hmm. you play a high line like teams like Liverpool or Bayern do, well, your high line's going to adapt. You're gonna know where you need to be, right? Just like you. So, so it's not that damning. What that does, though, is that makes it so much more concrete for an official and for a VAR official mm-hmm. to make the correct decision, rather than saying, "Is there one single piece, and is that single mm-hmm. piece scorable?" Just make it as mm-hmm. if any part of your body is in line with that last defender plus keeper, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's technically the rule. Then you're good, right? And there'll always be, you know, the millimeters and and that, you know. I think we'll take away a lot of the... um you can score with with from your shirt line up to your shoulder, and but but your shoulders leading past your head and past all your feet. I would say this. I would say this. Feet. The lat, like your toe, like just like in hockey, right? The skate has the a skate has to be, be touching it, because yeah. if I'm running, or if I'm turning and my fingers are back there, but my entire body is half a step beyond mm-hmm. you, you can't really justify that with me staying on side, right? Yeah. But if I have the tips of my right foot mm-hmm. are still planted in the ground, even with you, while my left knee is up and I am in full sprint mode, then I'm on side, mm-hmm. right? And it's clear cut, because Having 10 centimeters of your toe beyond the last defender shouldn't disqualify you for being offside. Having your foot, it's almost like in the NFL when you catch it, or even in college football, when you catch a touchdown or catch the ball in bounds, any amount of your toe touching, right? In the NFL, any amount of both of your feet touching, you're good. 
Imagine if it was, it wasn't enough of your toes touching. You got to have a full plant foot down or something. So that's kind of what it is now where it's like you, all of you has to be back. And if the slightest Mm -hmm. margin of you is, that's, that's well. So, and and I think this is a, something that our Americanism is coming out. We have in every sport I can think about, tie goes to the runner. Tie goes to the attacking player. When it comes to the first, the first grain of the football touches the first grain of white colored grass on the ground for the end zone touchdown touchdown doesn't half the ball doesn't the entire ball just like in but in but in soccer the entire ball has to be beyond the goal line you can't have any of your scoring body parts on the wrong side of a defender right it's almost the complete opposite so and i don't know which one is right or is wrong i just know which one we're predisposed to i think I, I like our way, but well, so it's not even our way. Like I think it makes the most sense in understanding. Like, okay, so what are you trying to mitigate here with this call, with this foul, right, sure. or this this encroachment of the rule? You're trying to mitigate unfair advantage, or you're trying to allow the defender an opportunity to continue to play when he's in an advantageous position, mm-hmm. non-advantageous position. Yeah. yeah. So, so stepping up, playing that high line—that's a skill. You have to be able to do mm-hmm. that because if Three do it and one don't, you're fucked, Mm -hmm. right? So you got to be able to do it. So, but like we said, you shouldn't be penalized because the top of my bald ass head is Mm. past your butt. That doesn't make any sense. What is the advantage? Now, if I am a full, like we said, like a touchdown in the NFL, if I have one foot down and not the other, that's clear and cut. If I am running past you as a, no. as an attacker and you're the defender and my foot is not onside. My just, trail just foot. any yeah. amount of my foot, the tip of my toe is touching the ground and is even with you. If anything, you know, mm-hmm. less than that, then no, it's offsides. I think that's almost what this, that's how I feel the spirit of the rule is, right? It feels like that's how it how it should be. I mean, it's almost like they, like currently the rules have been in, in such, but I don't know why we're trying to protect defenders so much in some particular, as if there isn't a goalie that's standing behind them, yeah, right? Where the I mean, attackers you know. are literally the only option. And that's what Arsene Wenger says that in that interview. He goes, we need to give the advantage to the attackers. There is a goalie literally in yes. the net that yes. they still have to compete with, even if they get the ball in open space. Correct. They're still not open, run into an open goal. There's another person there. So why is it to the defenders are we giving this advantage? I, I mean, it makes sense to me. I'm still reserving because it's going to take a lot more of the FA hashing rules out. Yeah. And they'll fuck it up in a bunch of different ways from the pure set that we have come up with right now. That's the one that I like the most. The one prior, the the uh, kick in from out of bounds. I still, I kind of, uh, maybe, you know, maybe there's a better way to not make it so disadvantaged, uh, like make it more like a free kick mm-hmm. where you have X amount of yards where the, the you know, the defending team can't yeah. be. But either, I mean, either way you, I think that there's something in there. I don't know if it's exactly how he described it. The one that I will take complete umbrage on mm. is the quick free kick to yourself. I, I hate it. I'm not a big fan of it either. If you want to take a free kick, a quick one, take it, find a teammate. If not, go. You're not going to just take it and start right. dribbling with yourself or however they want to institute it. How it is is fine. Touch the ball, make sure it's stopped, play to your teammate quickly, and go. I do think they need to talk about the referees and when they should stop because they're 
Sometimes they're inclined to let quick free click free kicks go, yeah. and other times they're like, no, 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 you but, gotta bring yeah. that back. But that's yeah. a housekeeping note. You Correct. know what I mean? That's a house because you can always go back and book someone and warn someone after. I mean, if right. there's a if there's something there that's going on, I think. But so Correct. But yeah, I think that one throw it in the bin. Yeah, I agree. So I think last but not least that we have here, and it's one that it's probably out of the four, the ones that I would like to quickly just accept and just add to the game is the in-swinging corners that run into touch and then come back into play without hitting anything. See, I'm almost the opposite. Like, I just don't know why you need it. Because it's less about, like, I'm sure people will develop tactics, coaches will develop tactics, players will, about I can whip it real hard. It'll run out of play and it'll come right at the back post. But it's not even about that. It's that sometimes they just go out of play. They do, but like... You're I, literally... Like, you you gotta hit that. I mean, they get paid to hit those balls. Yeah, I, I mean, it's easy, right? Just put a put an in-swinging kick on. Or if it's an out-swinging kick, just don't run it close to the touchline. I don't know. I, I just don't know what it adds to the game. Yeah. Right? Like, what problem does it solve? You know sometimes I mean? they just go out of play, because whether sometimes it's out-swinging, in-swinging. I think the rule, I think he has it actually for both. So if I'm but, down, well, out-swinging, uh, yeah, out-swinging is the only one because in-swinging would just go out. But yeah. my point is, so if I'm playing an open play and I'm I'm Trent, right, and I'm running down the touchline and I cross a ball in open play, that's for all intents and purposes, the same location a corner is taken from sure. and the ball goes out and comes back in, why is that out? Why does that not count? But uh, you know what I mean? Because it's I a just, corner. But what? There's no offside. Because th- here, here's what they want. Here's what Arson wants, and I, I can guarantee you this is where he's thinking about. He wants goals. That's why he wants quick free kicks. That's why he wants. Uh, in five minutes, he can you can do a free kick instead of a throwing. He wants goals because it makes more money. It's better to watch. I get it. Open I get to it. a better audience. So, so if you want something like that, maybe limit the number of players allowed in the box. What about that? What if you decongest it? That's interesting. Offensively and defensively. That's You can have concept. X amount in there. So it's freer range. Maybe give it, get even crazier. The keeper can't come out of his six-yard box on corners. Even if he wants to be brave, he, can, he has to stay rooted in his six-yard box. Period. Now, what is the question that nobody else can be in his six-yard box? Possibly. I'm just saying these are things, those would be the questions and the proposals I would look at before I'd say yeah, keep an out-of-bounds. The, the easiest one for to be able to uh, referee would be, Quick was, I don't yeah, got to look, you just don't I don't need down. an official, I don't need those, the, the uh, uh, touchline official looking to see, of course you can't have offside on a corner, but I don't need him looking to see if there's a foul in the box. Is this guy doing this over? This guy pulling the shirt, and, and and also watching if the ball swings one way or another out of touchline because it doesn't matter. I honestly, and I hadn't thought about this prior, but I I do kind of like the idea of maybe limiting the That's, number because because here's the other thing: a lot of times free kicks are null and voided because there's, there's a foul some in the box. T- stupid scramble because it's just so much. Mm-hmm. Or there's a tug on the shirt that isn't found offensively or defensively because there's so much to see. So if you're each allowed... I would be interested to see how many more penalties there would be in this game if there was only six players total, three on three, so or, also, so, or even so six five, on six. So five and five, right? Yeah. Five and five and a keeper. 
You know no, what I mean? you that, can't, does you that can't, seem unfair? unfair? No, because you can't. Because you're, you're, you're kicking the ball from the corner without interference. A, a defensive pressure. Yeah, no it, is a, it is a free kick, and Although, you can take your time. And you, you, could, have to, you could have a wall there. No, but like, no. You so wouldn't because no. they'd just kick it over your head. Yeah, but. so because if I'm a free kick taker, and I know it's five on five plus a goalie, okay, maybe it makes me take it short. And I see more mm-hmm. fluid offensive style you know, football being played. That's interesting. But, well, there's some other stuff. So we can't, yeah. So that that was 25 minutes on, uh, on Arsene Wenger's new rules, which are interesting. There's something, but we can all, everybody can get behind, blow up the, the UEFA nations. So I rid of it. Agreed. And friendlies because UEFA nations are friendly. See ya. So we're gonna. I'm gonna executive decision and move one to the end. Okay. On end of the pile, bottom of the pile. We're gonna talk about Liverpool's uh, fancy investment thing that's Man. going on right now. See, I just found about this today because I don't live in the Liverpool world as you do, unfortunately Correct. for yourself. Um. So go ahead and give me what's going on with Liverpool and this weird investment. Nonsense. So John W. Henry, principal owner of Fenway Sports Group, owns mm. Boston Red Sox, owns the New England Revolution, which is the MLS team in, in Boston, and is principal owner of Liverpool, along with um, Tom Werner and mm-hmm. uh, Mike Gordon. <laughs> They've done a great job. They bought it from uh, Hicks and Gillette, who damn near put us – put them in uh, <laughs> out of business, I mean, for the most part. And they've run a stable, what is known here in America as Moneyball, where you use math and science, literal math and science. They have a guy from Weird. MIT. Who does that? A guy from MIT in their scouting department who, like, heads their scouting department. You guys are telling me you don't have any old man in there with some white yeah, hair, no, and yeah. he's like, I'll tell you what I see this gut feeling. Big Sam's not picking out Ricky yeah, Lambert okay. for our team, no. Okay. So, but so Moneyball started with a guy named Billy Bean, and there's a movie made famous for it, uh, the Oakland Athletics, where he came in and he said, look, we need players to get on base. That's what we need. You can't score runs if you're not on base. This, this, and this. Just can they get on base? And so he started looking at all these fringe numbers and these things that no one in the game had looked at. And it, they didn't win a championship, but it took – a small, obscure franchise with a low payroll to this upper echelon. And that's the same way Boston, when they finally, when the Red Sox finally broke the curse under Theo Epstein, who was the boy genius general manager, mm-hmm. um, that's the same thing. And so they've done that here with Liverpool. Um, Mickey Edwards is going to get a statue built for him. They used to make fun of him when he took over um, as our sporting director. He was our, he had a little air conditioned office, right? Never made fun of him because he needed that. Him and his little computer. Well, him and his little computer, along with Klopp and and the system, they they can find players. Trust However, the process. That process now is about to take a second step, where they're looking for an, a, a total valuation of like six billion dollar in total uh, sporting group hmm. with a one point three billion dollar investment from. A group led by Billy Bean, uh, the uh, I think Richard Scudamore is in it, mm-hmm. and there's another. There's guy. a guy with last name with a C. He's another yeah. American billionaire. I, yeah, yeah, I forget his name. Um, it's like Cordial or but or the idea being like that, that yeah. they're going to follow what Red Bull did with Salzburg and uh, 
Rosenball Leipzig, not Red mm-hmm. Bull, because the Bundesliga prohibits uh, private entities for being team names. Correct. But creating this this mothership that is Liverpool and having these and identifying other European teams within the rules and regulations of who you can own and not and creating a farm system like we have in American baseball mm-hmm. where you have a, uh, a major league team, the AAA team, this and that. I know they have that in England and in Europe with your lower sides, but this is the professional level. And you've yeah. seen that. Nabi Keita did that. I mean, everyone, I mean, other than like Erlen Holland and uh, Takumi Minamino that jumped from uh, Salzburg, Salzburg to, to other yeah. teams, they almost all of that talent comes through the ranks into Germany. Correct. And I mean, it's it's this huge. And so it's kind of weird, right? You've got the Sheikh Mansours. You've got, uh, you know, Abramovich. And the funny thing is with Abramovich, I mean, this kind of happened before, right? Blackburn Rovers showed mm-hmm. Abramovich. I mean, he laid the path. Uh, what's his name? His name's escaping me. Um, but super fan. It was Jack whatever. The owner... And he just opened up his checkbook. Now, yeah. in three years when the money went dry, they went down. But they won. So that was this way. Now, this is this new approach. Not being, you know, a government Saudi takeover of Newcastle. You know, they call it sports washing. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> where where these groups... We're just dumping our money in and we're getting money back. Maybe, yeah. Or this and that. Or have this government backing. So this is saying, look, we already own this. We already own Liverpool. Right, they have us, and they don't take money out. They put their own money in for, you know, the upgrades to the training ground, to the main stands, things like that. But now they're looking for how do we make our promotion easier, um, where it's sustainable on an ownership level as well, and that's what this is all about. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the uh, sustaining both in value for the league and 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 giving back value to your shareholders and and your ownership and so on and so forth. Um, I'll save my knocks till the end, I suppose. Um, it's weird, like just when I immediately looked this up, I kind of had a visceral response because to be honest, I didn't know about it until you told me about it today. So I, I did some a couple readings on it and so on and so forth. I had a visceral response of not liking it. And I don't particularly know why. Because in American sports, almost all of our sports minus the NFL. I mean, NBA's got the G League, the D League. Uh, MLB's got AAA, AA, single A. And then uh, they have another one below that, whatever. Yeah. And then you've got minors in hockey. Yeah. So I don't know why I have a visceral negative response to it. But I just I just do. Because I know what, what Red Bull's done there. And I don't necessarily dislike anything they've done they've created a great football squad there they're developing young talent young german talent young any talent and propelling them into higher ranks which good on them and yet i got this this i don't like this well and it's not just that it's liverpool i I just don't know that i like it look anytime billionaires get together and create more (laughs) super billion like yeah like (laughs) there's a problem as much as i am not part of the fsg out bandwagon because i think all of them are nonces um, you know, billionaires don't get to be, be, they don't get to be being billionaires by being, you know, complete, wholly upstanding people. Yeah. I mean, in a business sense. Correct. So look, they're not, they're not fans, right? 
Fenway Sports Group, FSG, is about making money and operating this high-level profile. Now, as a fan, they do it as much of a right way as you can. Now, they've made plenty of errors, right? They tried some uh, ticket increases a few years ago, and uh, the Spy on Cop group, um, that is a fan supporter group in Liverpool, they arranged a walkout and, and in the middle of a match, and it, it worked. And mm. FSG listened, and they paused. They did it again this year when they tried to use the redundancy and uh, the COVID relief money from the UK government, right, to, to balance paychecks. They didn't need to do that. And the fans were pissed, and they let them know it. And they did what they should have done, and they pulled back. Right, mm-hmm. so they shouldn't be praised for d- making a correct decision. Yeah, but as far as sports owners go, not it's about the worst. as best yeah. as you're gonna get. Not, right, not the worst you it's can get. literally as best as you're gonna get, because to tell a billionaire to pay more out of their own money when there's other avenues available is a difficult thing to do. Yeah. So that is a thing that is a concerning standpoint as a Liverpool fan. Is does this make it? more difficult for the fans to push this change when change needs to happen. True, because there's this influx of money, $6 billion, And also, which is not new but is different, is it's going. this is going to be a publicly traded company as well. Which, I mean, Manchester United as a corporation so, is a publicly so traded company. The team the, isn't, but it is a publicly traded and that's, company. that's the end fear for from a Liverpool fan standpoint, is they turn into the Glazers and they do what they're not doing now, right. which is they're not taking money out of the That's club. Turns Liverpool into a profits club. do yeah. not go. They they run a budget, which is why, you know, we didn't buy Werner. Mm-hmm. It's why they lowballed for Tiago. One because they knew they had him, but two they they will not go into debt. Mm-hmm. They may temporarily do it. But if they know I'm going to sell Rian Brewster for a minimum of $23 million yeah. this year, period, and I've got this and this, they won't do it. Well, And they have the infrastructure with the coach and the squad that allows them mm-hmm. that ability to do it because it's work. Helps when you win, too. But when you have other hands in the pot, when you add, I mean, because this is the deal. It works for Red Bull, right? They got to get it right. I mean, just doing this isn't guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You have to get it right. You have to implement the right people across the board that oversee everything. And everything has to continue to work. These are gears in a machine. And if one doesn't work, they can all fail. So, you know, it is scary because you don't want, you know, people who are in the boardroom saying, you know, sorry, John W. Henry's dead. And Mike Gordon went somewhere else. Mike Mm. Gordon is the head that, like, literally is in charge of Liverpool, of FSG. You know, they're gone, but we're, we still own stock. Mm-hmm. My hands well, are out, you know. Right, and, and it's that. I mean, and, and I, I, I fear, which we, we see in American sports a lot, especially in baseball, the farm system just turns into what is, that's our term for it. It's the minor leagues are literally a farm system creating talent that then you, we would hope can then be brought up to supplement and turn into cultivate. stars and so you on. Want to cultivate the talent. Which is, and, and the youth squads in 
our European sides, uh, European soccer sides, normally that that is what we think of what how they go. But now if we literally are owning different sides, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I wonder that if at some point, especially with the, and I'll just be blunt about the American takeover of at minimum Manchester United and and Liverpool, and there's some other clubs, but as the two biggest clubs in Europe, or two biggest clubs in England at least, you can literally, here's test positive proof at Manchester United. Either we just get it wrong or then we just sell, buy late, yada, yada. But but especially, I, I don't know, I, I haven't... Put it this way, put it this way. I'm concerned. Rather than Mason Greenwood being thrust into a role he might not have been ready for last year or wait too long because he wasn't quite ready mm. the year prior and have to play for the, the 21s or be on the bench a bunch, you've got a team in Austria that's playing Europa League football and is competitive. And they, you have a spot for them. And that's one of your, your umbrella I can clubs. See, I can and see so, the advantage. Well, that's the, that's the thought. So it's... I'm concerned America, about the board is well, what I'm well, concerned Well, yeah, I mean, about. look, yeah. But that's... So, so that brings us into the next thing, which is really the big news <sighs> in England... Uh, so the, yeah. the, the project, big fucking deal, what yeah. is it? Big picture, project, big picture, big picture yeah. Um, and so you got the details there. Don't let me chop and screw well, it. Well, right? to be honest, so I I read a bunch of it, and as I was writing them down, I just got kind of almost so, sick so to my Liv- stomach so, and put yeah, them away. So, so Liverpool and Manchester United have spearheaded a push to... How do I want to well, phrase this? So, they, they've spearheaded... A, a push to restructure the Premier League. That's how I'll put it. And 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 so my, my gears are churning, so let me just spit out what I have and then you tell me. So the idea being is there will be nine heads of this group. It's like the triads. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, exactly. So it's your, it's your you know, I don't know. What would you call it? What would you call it? A, an organization, it's... It's like a board of governors within the five families, the nine families. Uh, yeah, you want to but, call uh, it that? But like, because there's actually. Ex- but anyway, so yeah. so nine PL teams within the twenty, right? That have this voting power on decisions, rather than what it is now plus the FA. Mm. And with that, they want to take a complete restructuring of the TV deals because with the coronavirus pandemic and all this you've seen, and then shoddy ownership and things like that. You've seen what's happened to teams like Wigan and Bury, um, and teams literally being liquidated because they can't make payroll. Um, and so this is to help them. And there is honest verbiage and deals in this to take money and to support the EFL, right? Because they know they need it, you know, and that was the whole thing when the Premier League started. Liverpool and Lincoln City, and I'm taking this from a, a friend of mine who writes a really good blog. I'll give him a plug. His name's Mark. He writes a, a, a soccer blog. It's mainly a Liverpool blog. Uh, it's called Extra Time. Uh, you got some, chance, got some time. Check it out. Uh, some really good long-form articles. And he did a great job at breaking this down. Um, but Liverpool and Lincoln City are not and have not been on that same plane right and so when the premier league started that was kind of the whole idea right that there was this there was this restructuring and hoarding of power within the first tier 
those who belong to be there is kind of how it was seen. And so what they want to do now is condense that even more. Instead of the three guaranteed to go down, you have the two guaranteed to go down. And the third that would have gone down in the Premier League is now injected into the playoff system in the championship. Germany has this. And it's been there for not decades. But more often than not, that third team from the top league wins the tournament because they've they've got the talent, they've got the money. One of the other things Mark brought up that was a great point was looking at Fulham and things like that. If I'm an owner and I see a team that gets promoted and they do this stash and grab where they know they're going to get this influx because the the last place team there's still in tens England of millions of dollars gets, that are I think like more than any other team at third place and or below in the rest of Europe's top 5 leagues. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just not even close. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, you could see that just from where the transfer money comes from. Billion dollars was in the last closing of the transfer window exactly. for 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 the Premier League. But like, so this all came about uh, supposedly. I mean, this is all from leaked telegraph or, or leaked memos from the meetings, minutes from the meetings coming to the to the Telegraph. Uh, so the EFL was looking for the lower leagues, Championship and others, League One, League Two, so on and so forth. Uh, that they needed a 250 million pound bailout from the government. They were looking at it from the government. There's a a, a committee or so on and so forth division in, in the UK government of digital, social, sport, and yada yada garbage. Do you think this whole plan came together oh, no. in five months? Oh no, no, no this no. thing, this is cup has been in a briefcase in a safe. Yeah. And this is the opportunity. And I'll, sh- and I'll lay it out for you. So they see that the that the lower leagues in the EFL are looking for this two hundred fifty million dollar million pound buyout. And so Liverpool, Manchester United have got have been together on this deal. I guarantee it. Uh, but they come together and they say, and they tell to the EFL Rick Perry, the chairman. They say, "We'll give the EFL the two hundred fifty million dollars you're looking from the government." Don't worry about any of the things you were the government was asking for, yada yada. We'll give you the 250 million pounds. Plus, we'll give you up from 4% a year to 25% a year in not only TV revenue, but in all other fees and taxes and whatever we get back from trophies, the collective profit that the clubs make in the Premier League and TV deals. Uh, uh, returns on trophies and yada yada will give you 25% per year as opposed to 4% on top of the 250 million you were looking for plus to make the FA happy we'll give 55 million or 100 million pounds 45 million for past expenses during COVID and 55 million for a bribe I guess and also charitable causes <laughs> yeah. are in there yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. a bribe and that's what that's buying off that one vote that they had is what that's doing. And so they do all this and it sounds great and if you maintain that 25% a year up from 4% of hundreds of millions of dollars down to the lower leagues to make them clubs stay afloat and the leagues themselves stay afloat. I mean, just on its face it's a fantastic idea. Then you look at where who can change any of that. And that's where really 
the heartache comes, not the heartache, but that's where the struggle the comes The devil in. is in the details. Yeah. And when you have a consortium within your league of nine people who are on this board, but only a two-thirds majority are required. Yep. And so you have the big six, Southampton, West Ham, and Everton. And Everton. Right, so you only need two thirds. What is two thirds of nine? Six. Yes. So the big, the other big six, other than United and Liverpool, Manchester City and Chelsea and the rest, and Arsenal and Tottenham, Tottenham. they were all so surprised. Was the word? Oh, Liverpool and Manchester United had co-signed our names onto this bill. That's odd. We didn't know anything about it. Bullshit. There was apparently I saw a report literally I think this morning, and there was it wasn't. Roman Abramovich, because he's not allowed in the country. Because he's not in the country, yep. yep. Uh, but it was somebody from Chelsea, some head of like Chelsea's director of football or somebody. They're basically their team principal. Yeah, yeah I saw it. He was he in was all the meetings. Like, oh, yeah. gosh. But he was in all the meetings with with, yeah. with United yeah. and, and yeah. Liverpool. So they they want it. And, and this is the other thing, right? What have we heard about these past couple of years? This, this Super League, this European Super League. Where it's not Champions League and you have to worry about qualifying. Mm. You know, these clubs, these perennial Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, United, Real Madrid, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We're always in. Cross it. And the then continent. this fringe to fill in the rest, you can kind of play through. Yeah. It's the same thing. And it is the, the modernization of the American way in. English football. Well, that's what it is. And I think but it's not yeah. because you and I were talking about this, right? And that's the easy way out. It's the absolute easy way out. And it's easy for me to say because I live with a country club, right? Not me personally at a country club, but my Correct sports not. teams, all of our sports mm. teams are country clubs. You can't be rich and get a team, right, here in America. No. It is a good old boys club. Yeah, there's no you, – you're not you a billionaire and you buy a does club. does not, not matter, anymore. right? So, this is what happened when the Premier League started. Because 30 years ago, there was a power grab. And everybody that was akin to it was fine with it then. And those that were a part of it then that aren't in that top nine or big six now in this new big picture scheme, they're mad because their names just weren't included, Mm -hmm. right? What happened before, they're not part of now. And... And I said this to you before, and it it made the most sense, and it came off the cuff. But this is not a new thing, right? This isn't, oh, this is now what's taking it. This is the flower of the seed that was planted 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. right? So this was always going to come. This was always going to happen in some form, whether it was the Super League in Europe, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure will still happen. Correct. Whether it's getting rid of the pro rag system, which I do not want. And here's a, here's the funny thing. John Henry, all them at FSG with Liverpool, they love it. They like that system. They just want to consolidate it. Yeah. Which I'm not I I'm mean, not that's not me giving them an endorsement on this. No. But like we said earlier, right? Billionaire businessmen. This is what Don't they do. get there on warm feelings and nostalgia. This right? is what they do. So, I mean, I, this is again even even with the Liverpool investment. I had, especially finding out that 
my own club. Although it's not surprising, particularly. Not with the Glazers, but no. but but still, I, this visceral negative reaction. Not not that I don't see the past line of. It's literally a six degrees to Kevin. I can see it. Yeah. Yes, you start. Everybody started this, and this is what you get out of it. <laughs> Sorry, you weren't just the highest ranked club in whatever in money or wins or or whatever it is. And yet, I still don't particularly like it, right? Oh, I'm not saying I like it either. I also I'm don't just... particularly like the system we have now, but I don't know that consolidating it anymore so is going to solve the issue. that's the discussion that maybe we can have later, we can have on social, is that, like, what's the real issue here? The real issue here is the money. And the money came in with the TV deals. So and that was much. the problem with the Premier League, is that these lower side clubs were like, this is going to kill... Our, our gate fees. Which it did. We, we, yeah, but it was subsidized via the TV money, Correct. which this is the same thing that's happening, right? It's it's saying, look, we have this riches that I can literally throw money on your shivering cold body and use it as a blanket because I just don't care. Mm-hmm. That's how much money I have. And we will take care of it. Just be quiet. Know your place. We'll make sure nothing terrible happens to you. But understand... You have no yeah. seat at this table. I don't want to hear shit from Yeovil Town and in League Two. I don't want to hear jack shit from Don't give you. me that Leicester bullshit, right? Yeah. Because no. that is the exception. Mm-hmm. That is not the rule. It's hardly even the exception. Even like, though they won, they're still up here. Right. And they don't go back there. They're not, they're not the big six. They're no. not part of the, the no. this nine of the consortium. They they are the exception of the one that stayed mm-hmm. up. Wolves look to be the other one. Leeds, I mean... As long as Bielsa's there and they don't no. do some other dumb stuff that they've done prior. Bielsa might have a heart attack from cigarettes and prime rib, but... Exactly. But, you know, this is, like I said, it's the flower of the seed that yeah. was planted before. This was always going to come. All right? So I'm not endorsing it. Mm. I'm not saying what's everybody complaining about. But this is the reality. You stop this, it's going to happen eventually. At it least is. at this point, there is... Some honest, not just corporate takeover and everybody else can be outside and starve to death. They are booing I'll tell you, the lower leagues. What surprised me was not the 250 straight to the leagues that was covering the government, what they were asking from the government. Not the 100, 100, pound, 100 million pounds to the FA. The twenty up from four percent to twenty five percent per year in total revenue or in total pro, net profits that would go down to the EFL and the lower leagues. The issue is what they're squawking about and what the rest of the what the rest of the teams that normally get relegated in the Premier League are squawking about is how long does it take till the supermajority of the six out of the nine say, okay, we're done doing twenty five. We're gonna kick it down to twenty. To 15, to Agreed. 10. Agreed. And then next thing you know, we're down below four in 10 years. And there's no more lower division. Well, so there's no more relegation. Then they close relegation. the they, yeah, they close the relegation. And then they Correct. say, oh, you, well, now it's... Now Get your it's, own TV deals and we'll figure or it out. Or we'll buy your club and you can be part of our academy system. Correct. And next thing you know, we got AAA baseball in uh, exactly. English football. And so, I'm look, I'm not advocating for that because I love the not. system. I love the European system. I think not. it's great. It keeps honor... It keeps... Owners as honest as you can keep an owner with TV deals yeah. now, but and so speaking, well, you take away their purse. So speaking of TV deals, one of the other pieces of input that we got from the guys at Raw Football, at Raw Football Talk, excuse me, they wanted to know what we thought about the pay per view 
squeeze shakedown that's going on in England right now. And I'll tell you, I want to lead it. I'm sorry. It's hard to be sympathetic when this is the life we've been living here forever. I'm sorry. That's not exactly how I feel. It's not because I am sympathetic because we do live this. Live what? So free football. It's not free. I pay for cable. It's not free. And I pay for Peacock. Well, that's a you. And then, yeah, but you use my Peacock. Correct. But then if you want to watch Champions League, what the year prior it was on Bleacher right. Report. And so it was on all the these issue is, is the things that I pay for, that we pay for cable for, are then putting things behind an additional paywall. Which, and as if I was a club in Europe or a club in England and seeing, yes, you're giving me however million, million dollars to come to my house to film my stuff. And then going to monetize it additionally after exactly. that. You, like that. Like if this was a drug cartel, right? And that was the deal that, look, here's my product. This is what you sell it for. Here's what you pay me after you sell my product. And then you start, you know, doing some like combo wholesale mm-hmm. distribution one where you're really cranking it. Because that's the thing, right? I mean, if NBC shows it here in America, but then they make you pay five dollars a month for certain games it used to be a few and now it's almost half of them with peacock if i'm liverpool if i'm everybody else what the fuck Mm -hmm. you're now getting more the tv deal equaled this Mm -hmm. you came because that's how a negotiation works here's the product here's our outlook this is how much money there is in the pot we're willing to pay you this much out of this pot Mm -hmm. okay well your pot has now grown, but that wasn't part of the deal. Right. Right. Uh, so doesn't matter. whether it was a percentage of this and you found a loophole to go there, well, if, if I had known that, I would have made sure I had a hook into that. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of loops back into the big picture thing. Right. Because the other part that we didn't bring up, because we saved it for this pay-per-view thing, was clubs saying, okay, we'll do the same thing. Not only Sky and NBC, and I don't know if NBC buys from Sky because I know that there is a a courtship between mm-hmm. them uh, on broadcasts and things like that. Um, but if you're going to do that, what is it? Eight games? Yeah, eight games. Something like that. Min yeah. or max. One of the something studio. like that. There's a handful of games where the clubs will be able to distribute. Within outside their, of the TV deal. Within their own internal, like, so I have MUTV. LFC TV, yeah. right? So I pay $5 a month. Well, so, and I saw uh, also I pay through, it because I forgot to cancel after preseason. That's not great. Uh, I saw through um, a couple other reports through the, the Project Big Picture, just just breaking down, like, looking at, like, they, they literally gave Manchester United as an example. They tout a 1.1, 1.2 billion fans across the world, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, they, they for a specific example, they have over 250 million fans, allegedly, in, in China that they literally can't access, can't. even through normal cable because of Chinese restrictions, right. yada, yada. But they wouldn't be able to access also through NBCSN or Sky Sports exactly. or, or whatever. But what they could access through is MUTV. And so when you double dip and I go, okay, I'm also foregoing 300 million people just in one country 
to allow you to do this and then you're going to go and double profit from it? How about I just cut you out of 10 games and I just go distribute to an extra half a billion people? How about that? And so this was this was also in, in the Extra Time blog and, and it's I, I would have thought the same thing because I've cut the cord. I'm streaming. I don't have a cable bill, no. right? This was always going to be the thing, whether it was Netflix, whether it was Apple TV, all of these people realizing that like, individual studios and you see it you know uh apple tv grabbing you know this group and hbo grabbing nickelodeon and like Mm -hmm. consolidating things like that and putting out content it's the same thing here where like you said it's a digital world i mean if, if you didn't know it prior covid has taught almost all of you that anything can be done on your computer you don't need to be in the office you don't need to be hardwired in. Mm-hmm. Right? I can call someone who is part of the group that owns my company in China right now. Mm-hmm. Right, like the computer is to my eleven o'clock. I can I can call them right yeah. now, and they could be on this podcast in China. Twenty years ago, that wasn't possible. No. You needed NBC or CBS. To you bring needed you a cable deal. Yeah. You needed this. I needed your satellite. I don't need that shit anymore. And it's not even piracy. No. This like, I'm not even talking about 10 years ago where it was, find me an illegal stream. Like, this is the way it goes. Although I can still find illegal streams to get all the shit I want anyway, so I'm not going to pay for it. I'll just put up with the seven pop-up ads with big milfs in your area type now, thing, and I'll put up with it. That's right. Now, getting back to what England is proposing currently and which is happening, this 15 pounds per game. Yeah is some of the most absurd, Correct. abhorrent, mm-hmm. capitalist things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, like, and it's, it's so, it's like not even veiled in anything. No. And I feel for West Brom and I feel for... Brighton. For, yeah, yeah. Just any of them. How about Leeds coming up, playing great? Like, what are you, you know, do? you... you and you, you can't go to the pub right now, right? You're all getting locked down unless you live in, you know, Nottingham, which is weird. I'm not going to get into that. No. But if you know, you know. If you live in the north, you're See? getting locked down. Nottingham well. isn't, but whatever. <laughs> so you can't go to the pub and you all can't pitch in like a pay-per-view for a boxing match. No. So I got, I got a fork 15 pounds and maybe I'm made redundant. So it's just, you know, it's, it is such a bastardization of, you know. Well, it's right. And so it takes advantage. I mean, one of the rules of the big, uh, of the project big picture, which is uh, it maintained, which was one of, I think actually the good things I liked about it outside of bailing out the lower clubs was it maintained the 20 pound maximum on the 20% or 3000 limit for away fans, away which I love that because you know, we don't get that shit here in America. Oh my God. And so I love that idea. It's, it's been around for the last couple of years and this would maintain that, but I can't go to games. Right. So now I have to li- I'm paying for an away ticket to watch and game. And game, and also can't even go to the grounds. Yeah, it's and, just and have a pint and and have a pie and watch my team. Because like I said, here in America, I pay five dollars a month for this Peacock subscription. Which, mm. if you're not familiar, NBC, which is the equivalent of Sky Sports, it's their mm. 
a digital platform with all of their companies that they own. Well, their second one. One is sports, they, one is this, no, and somehow so, so, they're so it's operating NBC, between well, so they got NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, all that stuff. Yeah. So you have NBC as a parent company, a national broadcast company or whatever yeah, it is. Whatever. And they've created this digital platform. And so they've taken the investigation, discovery, blah, blah, and they've put it all together. I can pay $5 a month. Yeah. If they asked me for $15 a match, I couldn't no. do it. I, and I wouldn't do it. No, I'm done with soccer at this point. Or I'll catch it on Twitter. I'll catch the yeah, live updates I, you on can't, Twitter. You can't do that. No. So I can live with paying. And, you know, it does add up. But if, if I have to pay CBS All Access for the Champions League and ESPN Plus for the FA Cup and, and the Energy Drink mm-hmm. uh, Charity Pretend Cup mm-hmm. that no one cares about and I'm not mad oh, at Oh, Arsene Wenger wanted to get rid of those and the Community Shield as well. Great yeah. shit. You know what? You know what? See you. Have your quick. Hey, make kicks. him head of the everything. Let's just let him run it all. But I can pay $5, $5, $5, and that's 15 bucks mm-hmm. for a month for everything. Yep. Right? So that's $180 a year. As opposed to 15 for and game everything. For 38 I games. I won't miss a match. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. So I hope, I hope that that pay-per-view... Is scrapped immediately. Get sorted, right? To where you're not paying fifteen pounds a match. You give me, you give me fifteen pounds a month. That's still pretty that's expensive still, no, in my I mean, book. Five, five pounds a month, and like yeah. like it is here, right? Five pounds a month, and even that is terrible. But I, this is a realistic because, like, we live. This it. is what we're going we to have to deal right? with. Yeah, I mean, you know. This is how it is in America, where everything is nickel and dime like that. Mm-hmm. We, I became an even like we talked about in the first episode. I became an even bigger fan of the PL, more engaged because it was available. Every match was available Saturday and Sunday morning, right? When I, mean, I was up, and it was the only thing on. NBCSM you know, had there. to be make money hand over fist Put it behind it. a paywall. Put it behind a paywall. You got to monetize. So it, it, if it's not going to be there now, it'll be there soon. So you just hope it's not. You know, as bad as what they're proposing. And so, you know, and it'll probably look, and even for selfish reasons, because if NBC sees that Sky Sports and the BBC are doing that, they're eventually going to follow yeah, suit. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just how it works. It's how, how it's going to work. So, And you know, then I'm not going to have to, I'm not going to be able to watch soccer anymore. Hey, I, I long for the days where we don't have to talk about this type of corporate structure in a game that, you know, Kids play from. I must say, the you age mean of is a game. Yeah, you said you know, the word. It's this, a game. This is this shouldn't be part of a discussion. So, but all I know is next next week's show is going to be great because you know why? Matches are back. Of we got course, football back. But the twentieth, which is Tuesday, right? Yeah, and the twenty first, which is Wednesday. So we record this is Tuesday night. Champions League. Yes, we do. Provided, you know, you can leave. The world country. doesn't you burn down. Leave, well, you can leave the country because that may not. I mean, be. they'll leave the country and infect everybody else, but while nobody else can, but that's a whole different thing. As long as we got the UEFA Nations League in. All right. <laughs> that's buttoned up. So All right. Who cares? Do some, ho- do some business. All uh, right. Said at the beginning, I'm going to say it again. So... If you guys like the pod, suggest it to your friends, like, leave a review, yada, yada, all that bullshit. Find us at Instagram, Top Drawer Podcast. Find us at Facebook, Top Drawer. 
uh, on Twitter at, at Top Drawer Pod. And again, if you disliked anything we said, if you agreed with us, if you want to find our PO box and send us, you know, a million dollars or something like that, so that yep. way we can pay for Peacock to watch all the games yep. that we bring you on Tuesdays. Uh, that's at uh, Top Drawer Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, I don't know. Arson yes. Wenger should just be put president of the world or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, shout shout out to everybody that's been giving us feedback so far. Mm-hmm. People on social media, um, you know, that's been engaging and shouting at us again. Raw Football Talk, Bench Warmers FC, shout out to you guys, uh, everybody out there. So you know, let's just uh, let's keep our let's keep our chins up. Let's look forward to actual matches. Mm. Liver- I know we can all get together and say Liverpool on a repeat. I well, everybody's I, well, pulling for it. Mm. But again, I'll pass on that one. I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.